This episode is brought to you by Progressive Insurance. Whether you love true crime or comedy, celebrity interviews or news, you call the shots on what's in your podcast queue. And guess what? Now you can call them on your auto insurance too with the Name Your Price tool from Progressive. It works just the way it sounds. You tell Progressive how much you want to pay for car insurance, and they'll show you coverage options that fit your budget. Get your quote today at Progressive.com to join the over 28 million drivers who trust Progressive. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. Price and coverage match limited by state law. Today is a great, great day to be a Yankee. We got our guy. And I think many of you in this room know how special he is to me, but how special he is to this organization. And when you sign a player to this kind of a deal and to, for this long of a time, obviously we're talking about a great player between the lines and one of the great two-way players of our game. But what I appreciate about him just as much is who he is in our room and who he is in our clubhouse and who he is as a teammate and as a person. This is another example of the Steinbrenner family stepping up uh, to retain a great player in Aaron Judge, um, as well as a great player wanting to be here and stay here. It is my great pleasure, thankfully, uh, despite a brief absence, technically speaking, to welcome Aaron not only back to the Bronx, but to welcome Aaron back to the Bronx as the 16th captain of this great organization, the New York Yankees. An honor and a position which he greatly deserves. I look back at the list of, you know, Thurman Munson, Lou Gehrig, uh, Ron Guidry, you know, Willie Randolph, Derek Jeter, Don Mattingly, you know, that's, that's a pretty good list right there. You know, not only great baseball players, uh, but great ambassadors of the game and great ambassadors of the New York Yankees. In my heart, I knew where I wanted to be, but I think going through this process was a valuable lesson. And um, I think going through it, it kind of helped me eventually come to a better answer and a clearer answer, which is, you know, I belong in New York. On behalf of the Yankees, on behalf of the Steinbrenner family, it's all set up for this great announcement, for this great pitcher to take his place. You know, Carlos let us know that he wanted to be a Yankee. And the fact that he wanted to be a Yankee tells us an awful lot about how successful he's going to be. We're excited to welcome uh, Carlos Nashley to the New York Yankees organization. Thank you guys for this opportunity. I guess it's been a long time coming, and I hope to win a lot of games here at Yankee Stadium. So thank you guys. Hello, hello, and welcome to another episode of the Yankees Magazine podcast. I would say this is one of the happier episodes of the Yankees Magazine podcast in the six years we've been doing this. I am John Schwartz. I'm the deputy editor of Yankees Magazine. Joining me right now, we have our editor-in-chief, Al Sanasiri. Hello. What's going on, Al? And we have our executive editor, Nathan Makaborski. Hello, everybody. What is going on, guys? 
before we get into anything else here, like we're, we're going to talk about Aaron Judge. We're going to talk about Carlos Rodon. We're going to talk about all the great holiday gifts Yankees fans just got. You'll indulge me one second before we do any of that, though, because we've been hinting about it. We've been talking about it, all these things. I'm, I'm saying it right now. You want two free tickets to go watch Aaron Judge hit balls at Yankee Stadium, maybe to see Carlos Rodon pitch. Okay. The holidays are coming up. Holiday offers Yankees Magazine. You subscribe right now. You get two free tickets. I think the Yankees have done their part right now. Yeah. I think uh, <laughs> you can do yours and subscribe to Yankees Magazine. Um, so do that by going to yankees.com slash publications or by calling 800-GO-YANKS. Again, uh, between now and December 31st, if you subscribe to Yankees Magazine for one year, we are throwing in two free tickets to the team that just resigned Aaron Judge to the team that just signed Carlos Radon, to the team that re-signed Anthony Rizzo, to the team that, as general manager Brian Cashman will have you believe, is not done yet. So, like I said, it's a great holiday gift. It's the type of thing you call or you go on the website, you print out your certificate that you bought it and put it right under your tree, right next to your menorah, right, whatever your holiday tradition is, it's ready. That's all I'm going to say about this now. I promise a couple minutes from now, I might say a little bit more, but <laughs> we could talk about all the other stuff right now, all the great things going on, but I wanted to get that out of the way first because, like I said, I think that Brian Cashman has done his part. I think Hal Steinbrenner has done his part. Now it's your turn. And tickets are going to be moving quickly, so the time is now, uh, not just for the, the great publications, but for some tickets that you might not otherwise be able to get with the same ease. I, I always say this. It's true. I'm not lying. It is not easy to find a way into Yankee Stadium cheaper than two tickets for $34.99. And our way gets you a subscription to Yankees Magazine, too. It's a pretty good deal. Yeah. I mean, there's no doubt that Brian Cashman has done his job, and uh, we're going to continue to do ours. I'm just so excited that we've got now nine more years to cover Aaron Judge and write stories about him and uh, you know, there's going to be a lot of coverage of him in Yankees magazine. So with that subscription, you're going to have an inside look at baseball's biggest star for the next nine years. So so let's jump right in, though, with that, because as we record this in the last 36 hours, the team has introduced both an old friend and a new friend, but guys who are going to be a huge part of, like you said, what we are doing at Yankees magazine, what we are talking about on this podcast for years to come. And I think for me, one of the big takeaways that I got from the day, besides for all the positivity, besides for all the great vibes on the dais, was the the realization that for all you Yankees fans who wonder, you know, how some people with a little more skin in the game maybe feel when you're reading those rumors, to hear that, you know, Aaron Boone and hear that Brian Cashman and Hal Steinbrenner, uh, they, they were sweating some of those rumors too. And as as thrilled as they were, as pleased as they were to hear about uh, Aaron Judge being back and to to name him the 16th captain in franchise history, you know, th- there was also a lot of relief on that day, as I got the impression. There were certainly some tense moments from my end uh, leading up to this day, and, and people have asked me over and over, what was it like, you know, that day before uh, we were able to reach an agreement? So I'm going to put it in layman's terms for you. That feeling, if you lost your cell phone, your keys, your wallet, and your iPad, gone. And the next morning, someone knocks on the door and says, were you looking for this? That's a little bit of akin to what this was like. It's hard to compare Aaron Judge with almost any other player that we've seen, certainly in a really long time, of what it would have meant. And I don't mean this in a positive way, but what it would have meant if he wasn't here any longer. You know, we have so many great star players, 
but what he means to this organization, the value of this organization, um, both on the field and off the field, what he represents, I think, is even more. The legacy that he kind of carries on of the Yankees tradition from the guy who was sitting a couple seats down from him on the dais, Derek Jeter. He's the only other player I've covered in 20 years that it has that type of legacy that kind of intertwines with that of the team. It is a rare occurrence to be in a position to sign, draft, develop, and ultimately retain a player throughout his entire career. And uh, today we're excited to uh, reintroduce Aaron Judge uh, as part of that legacy. We were in Monument Park yesterday doing a photo of Aaron with Roger Maris's plaque. Some moments like that, you just think about the legacy that he carries here. Hal was right when he said, you're not leaving. I mean, he couldn't let him leave. He did everything he needed to do. And it was not an easy task because like Aaron Judge said, so many great organizations doing everything they could, telling him the same thing Hal was telling him, you're coming here. Quite a tug of war, but you know, our owner and our boss got it done. And, and that's a proud thing today. Nate, I mean, it's quite a Jedi mind trick we're seeing there, right? Because it's not even like Hal was saying to him, you know, you're not going anywhere. He was literally saying to him, like, you're not a free agent. <laughs> the last month, it was difficult to imagine the New York Yankees without Aaron. And one of the conversations we had two weeks ago, I actually said to him, as far as I'm concerned, you are not a free agent. As far as I'm concerned, you were a Yankee. And we need to do everything we can to ensure that remains the same. It's hard to imagine a more exciting December day at Yankee Stadium uh, than what we saw with the, the Aaron Judge press conference. It was so fascinating to me. To, it's to festive. It was. It was just, I mean, you know, surprising him with Derek Jeter. Uh, you know, Aaron Judge didn't know that <clears throat> coming into the, the, the day that Derek Jeter was going to be here. Um, it, being named 16th captain in history, hearing all the, you know, behind the scenes stories of the late night phone calls that got the deal done. Um, it was just so fascinating on so many levels to me. And uh, the one kind of visual that sticks out in my mind is that word uh, Al just mentioned, legacy, you know? And when Aaron Judge made his sort of opening remarks, uh, when when he got to that subject, you know, he kind of slowed down and, and you could see the emotion in his eyes. And you could tell that, you know, staying in pinstripes for his entire career means a, a whole heck of a lot to him. It was tough. That's why this, this whole free agency process was, you know, it was a different situation. You know, I think it was valuable to see some other places and hear some opinions. But, you know, once that was all done, I got a chance to sit down with my wife and talk about a couple of things. You know, we both, you know, kind of came to the decision that was in our heart, which is, you know, we, we belong in New York. We belong in this city. And there's a lot of unfinished business here in New York, and you know I'm looking forward to finishing that business and you know trying to leave a legacy here for you know the next group of guys coming behind me. You know, it just made me think of the fans too because he's developed such a good rapport with the fans, young and old, here in the Bronx, and you know it, it made me think of uh, when you're thinking about you know, him potentially leaving and going to another team. I think of those those young fans, you know, those kids, and sometimes you see it with other organizations where a star player leaves and, you know, some mom posts a video of her, you know, 
brokenhearted son or daughter with you know they want to throw the players their favorite players jersey in the trash now they can't understand it you know and the mom or dad has to give their kid a tough lesson about the business of baseball it would have been really hard to see Aaron Judge go and you know it is a business but I think it's good not only for the Yankees I think it's good for the sport of baseball that he stays here and that in this era of free agency where you know money talks and I get it nobody would fault him for taking you know half a billion dollars from somebody else if that were the case Uh, for him to stay here and the fans to be able to embrace him his entire career really really special and it 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 calls to mind something that Brian Cashman said during one of the breakout sessions after the big presser on Yes Network and MLB Network look Brian Cashman is the longest tenured general manager in baseball. He has built a front office that is very, very analytical, that is, I don't want to say unemotional, but but you know what I mean by that, that really just works off, you know, what they see and what the numbers tell them and, you know, what the actuarial tables tell, you know, all, all these things. And he said in the in the session, this was not just a baseball deal, that this nine years and $360 million is not simply them evaluating his baseball skills as they have been and as they will be over the nine years. They knew this is more than that. This, this player is more than that. This person is more than that. And he needs to remain a part of the Yankees family. And it's a credit to Hal Steinbrenner for, look, that's a big check to write. You know, that, that, that's a big number. And you get the impression that, you know, th- that was the commitment they wanted to make, that this is part of the family and that we can't lose this and that we owe it to our fans not to lose this that we owe it to our players not to lose this and that we owe it to ourselves in a sense that that, you know why deprive the yankees organization of a chance to have that legacy player because it is a two-way thing now right i mean it's not just the team committing to the player and it's not just the player committing to the team both those things have to meet up in the same way and it, it worked and it's great it worked but yeah, it, it was scary to think of what might have been because it didn't make sense because Aaron Judge is supposed to be on the Yankees, right? It doesn't matter. I, I think it doesn't matter if you're a Yankees fan. I think you realized Aaron Judge is supposed to be on the Yankees. Yeah, and I think like when you think about what he did last year in breaking Roger Maris's record, um, American League record, and and you know I've talked on this podcast and and written about this. You know, you know my take. There's you know three guys who've hit sixty home runs without any controversy. They're all Yankees. He did that last year. It would feel almost incomplete if he did that last year and then left soon after. Like that's a legacy type of a year in an in, just like Roger Maris's was. The you know, difference between him and Roger Maris, of course, he was drafted here. He did he broke the record here. He started his ma- minor league career here, his major league career here, and now he has an opportunity to, to do it. I also think back on other players. I think about when um, Albert Pujols was a free agent. And I thought about that and I'm like, man, you know, I remember talking about it all those years ago and saying to myself, he can't leave the St. Louis Cardinals. What an amazing legacy he would have playing for the St. Louis Cardinals for 20 years. And now you look at his career and taking nothing away from what he did, but you know what? It was, it was split, um, you know, 10 years or whatever it was in St. Louis and almost the same number in Anaheim. And then I know he kind of came back at the end and he had a special ending there and all that stuff was great. But I remember thinking like, he can't leave St. Louis. I mean, what he means to that organization and that tradition and he did. And you know what, that to Nathan's point, that wasn't great for baseball. I, I, you know, I would have liked to see him play his whole career in St. Louis because of the type of player he was and the legacy he was. And you go back in time, Derek Jeter can't even, 
literally can't imagine him in a different uniform. And you think of guys in other sports. And in a really, really, really short time, Aaron Judge cemented himself in our minds as a Yankee and not as and, and as a Yankee that could no, wear no other uniform. He did that in a really short time. Like it took him less years to do that than all these guys that I'm that I just mentioned and other guys that I'm thinking about. But that's what it is. It's that feeling of I, I can't picture him. And frankly, I don't want to picture him in another uniform. And I, look, you guys both experience the same things that I experience. I'm sure where everywhere you've gone between essentially, you know, October, whatever the date was of game four against Houston and the winter meetings, everyone you know is saying, what are you hearing? What do you know? What do you know? And my answer, of course, is I know nothing. Like, I, I will know it maybe a minute before you do if I happen to be watching MLB Network when you're not. <laughs> um, but what I kept saying to people, and I'm not an Aaron Judge's head. I'm not Aaron Judge's accountant or agent or anything like that. I'm not speaking for what is or is not important to him. All I can say is this. Al, because I think that the Albert Pujols example is incredibly prescient in, in, in this case, and this is how I felt the whole time. You want to say that Aaron Judge is from the West Coast? Do you want to say that the Giants were his favorite team growing up? That's that's all true. I mean, look, you can't, you can't argue with that. Obviously, that is a pull. But ask yourself this. If you're in that situation, knowing that you're signing a deal that's probably going to take you to the end of your career, what's more comfortable to you? Going back home where you've never played but going back home to fans who don't love you, who are excited for you, but don't love you, don't have any connection to you, or to say, this place where I've thrived, where I've become a legend, where I can't disappoint them at this point. Like, who knows what the next nine years are going to hold? I mean, there's no way to know. Hal Steinbrenner doesn't know. Aaron Judge doesn't know. But Aaron Judge is always going to be remembered as a great Yankee because of what he's already done. Yeah. And now he's just adding to it. And I guess in my point, like the money was going to be about the same. Why would you leave that? So people would ask me, what do you think? And I would say, like, I, I know everything you're saying about there are polls. Maybe he was a little bit annoyed about some stuff that happened, whatever. But where are you more comfortable? Where What is better for your career? What is better for your life than building a legacy you've already started creating as opposed to starting fresh at 31 years old? Like, to me, again... Not to say I wasn't shocked when it sounded like he was maybe going somewhere else, but to me, it was just like, you know, one version makes sense and one version doesn't. We've seen one version work for players and we've seen one version be catastrophic in some ways for players. More times than not. It, and, it really seems yeah. and like these more times than not. I mean, and, 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 and what I keep saying to people all the time, and I said this to people on opening day when there was, you know, the people who were disappointed, there wasn't a contract time, whatever. I, and I'll say this again now. You got to remember... You're the Yankees. You're a Yankees fan. You're not, with all due respect to anyone else, you're not a Pirates fan. You're not a Royals fan, okay? Those guys don't lock up their players. Yeah, they're probably not going to get them back when they're on the open market. For the Yankees, Aaron Judge made a great bet on himself and got a lot more money than it seemed like he might have gotten at the beginning of the year. Great for him. I promise you, Hal Steinbrenner is happy to write that check right now, though, Absolutely. in a way that other teams, that's just not the case for. So, you know, and, and the last thing I'll say, Nate, before I turn it back to you, one thing you're seeing a lot right now, and, and a team that comes to mind is the Braves. Got to sign, got to lock up all these guys. Got to lock up all these guys, and that works great for that market. Okay, it's it's really important. But if some of those deals break down, that team is crippled. When you are at the top of the market, and the Yankees are at the top of the market, you can invest when you have to. You can hit that moment where your best player hits free agency and know that you're going to be able to get him. That's just a matter of you convincing him. You don't need to take a risk on every single player you have who had one good year and lock them up. 
So again, I've rambled here, but it just always made sense to me that he was going to be back. And I, and I wasn't able to, to figure out a reason putting myself in his head why he wouldn't be. I completely agree, John, like other than maybe that half hour or hour or so after John Heyman's tweet on December 2nd, I think it was, uh, you know, linking him to the giants. I I never more more than linking. (laughs) Yeah. I mean, I, and even once Putting that came out, the Giants. right? <laughs> I was kind of like talking through it. My my dad was over that night, and we was talking through it. And by the end of the conversation, I'm like, "This seems to me like a, a negotiation tactic behind the scenes with through agents or something." I don't know because, to your point, it never made sense why he would want to leave. You know, it's I think it's human nature to kind of avoid change unless things are going poorly. And when you watched Aaron Judge not just on the field, which obviously was <laughs> could not have gone any better last year, but behind the scenes, you know, the way he interacts with his teammates, the way he interacts with, uh, you know, the staff and the, and the clubhouse attendance. And I mean, this is the organization that he was born in. Whether you're a rookie getting called up for the first time, whether you've come over in a trade deadline deal, whether you're a superstar player next to him, whether you're on the staff or a clubhouse attendant. Ask them how, what they think about Aaron Judge. And I truly believe that when we're looking back on Aaron in 20, 30, 40 years, and you're gonna have great conversations about this awesome player, his size sticks out obviously, and like, man, how is this two-way player able to do it? But you're gonna hear, if you have the privilege of knowing someone that shared a clubhouse with him, of having private I guarantee you conversations about just what a great teammate he was and who he was. There's just so much history there. It's like a family. And why would you want to leave that unless you're really, truly unhappy? And so to me, it was like, you know, when uh, you guys have been married for a long time, like you go through ups and downs and you fight through some of the, the tough times and it makes you stronger when you come out the other side. I feel like This year, you know, Aaron, his eyes were open to a lot of the business sides of things that he never had to really confront before. And having come through that and really just gone with his heart and say, I'm staying with the Yankees, I think both sides are going to come out even better on the other side. And I'm just couldn't be more excited to see how these next few years go. Now, I mean, you've you've spoken on this podcast. You've spoken to us privately. I mean, we know how you feel about Don Mattingly, obviously. There is something different about the Yankees captaincy and one thing that kind of sticks out to me is and both Judge said this and Jeter said this the captaincy isn't what about what you're going to do the captaincy is about what you've done it's about what you how you've acted and how you're going to continue acting right this is an incredible honor that you know I don't take lightly and you know I'm gonna continue to try to be you know the same leader that I've been you know the past six years uh, continue to lead by example and I know there's probably going to be a couple more responsibilities with this, but, you know, I'm here to embrace every single obstacle and, you know, continue to lead this team and lead this city to, to not one, but, you know, multiple championships down the road. But one thing that I would add on to that is that the captaincy is also about your post-playing time. Derek Jeter can come back in here, and look, there's a lot of Hall of Famers that can come in here and play for the Yankees, but Derek Jeter comes back here as Yankees captain Derek Jeter. Willie Randolph comes back here as Yankees captain Willie Randolph. And I think that's a pretty special thing to be signing up for. And Hal, 
was very clear about this, that it wasn't part of the negotiation. He didn't want to mention in those phone calls, he said, because he didn't want to be negotiating the captaincy. Sure. Which is really, really shows the type of integrity he has, and what which it is at the him. highest level. Yeah. And, but I thought that was interesting that, you know, from from that moment on, you you, you reach that connection, you, 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 I think it was on the phone, so maybe you don't shake hands, but, you know, you, you, you close the deal, essentially, and you're able to say, but one more thing. And... Look, we can joke about, you know, Aaron Judge essentially having space reserved for him right now in Monument Park, you know, all that stuff, whatever. But there is one thing that's for sure is that for the rest of his life, Aaron Judge is going to come back here as Yankees captain Aaron Judge. Yeah. And again, to you know, that only 15 other players have said that. And I, I I'm repeating myself here. I know I am. But you don't get that by changing teams 10 years into your career. When you think about someone like Don Mattingly... It has such an amazing and special feel to it, um, you know, because of what he represents. He's still not in the Hall of Fame. I think he should be, but he's not. But you're right, that captaincy can never be taken away, and in a lot of ways it's as important as any accolade. It feels good to have a captain in, in pinstripes again. You know, it's been a while since uh, somebody has been as deserving as Aaron Judge is. Apparently, when you become one, you get a seven-part ESPN documentary, too. So that's something to look <laughs> And the other thing, and, you know, I'll add something else to that. I, I forgot something a second ago. You also, uh, your name also changes. I don't know if you guys real, realize this, but, like, if you talk to somebody who played with Don Mattingly, like a Bernie Williams or, you know, any of those guys— even Derek Jeter, um, you know, his name is not Don anymore. It's Cap or Captain. <laughs> and the same thing with Derek. I mean, they didn't call the, do- the documentary Derek Jeter. They called it the Captain. So it's it's that special. It, it's going to take some getting used to with Aaron, though, because I feel like, you know, when I started working here in 2007, Derek Jeter had already been the Captain for like four <laughs> or five years. So it was like, yeah, you know, hey, Cap. But Aaron Judge, I mean, we've seen him grow up before our eyes. You know, we've had him... I went back and looked the other day, Al, at your feature from 2016 when you went out to Scranton just to see, <laughs> you know, how he how he looked and what we were saying about him then when he was kind of knocking on the door to the big leagues. We all and, looked uh, a lot younger then. <laughs> not him. Surprisingly, he he looks kind of the same. He really hasn't changed all that much. But you know, that was that was the uh, the one thing I, I made sure to to tell Aaron when I when I saw him here at the stadium. Just you know, congratulations and the captaincy is well deserved. So interesting to me in a sense because and look no surprise here we're putting together on the fly here a lot of coverage about Aaron Judge that we're getting ready for our publications to start the year which obviously you can get if you subscribe to Yankees Magazine which will also come with two free tickets call 800-GO-YANKS or go to yankees.com slash publications but one thing that I've been thinking a lot about Nate and, and, and what you just said really made me think of this thinking back to the last time I wrote about him in 2019 which I guess it ran in 2020 but I went out to Fresno, and one thing he was talking to me about was the the way that 2019 season ended. Obviously, it ends you know in Houston in the LCS, and he mentioned just really somber clubhouse and addressing his team about what they were all going to do and how they were going to get back and everything like that. And he's saying this to me, and I'm nodding it along and I'm you know smiling, but all I'm thinking about is this guy has like three plus years of service time, and he's talking like a captain. Mm-hmm. You know, he's talking like the team leader. And obviously he was. We knew what he was doing. You know, his production was that. It wasn't out of place or out of line for him to be doing it. But I think that goes back to certainly what Hal said, certainly what Aaron said, and what Derek said, too. You know, 
you don't want to say that the captaincy is just you know a reward for a job well done but it's an indication of who you are it's not an indication of what you're supposed to be you know it, 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 it's a recognition of what you do and how you carry yourself and god i mean it's pretty easy to look at this guy and say you know nate yeah on the one hand it's, it's nice to have a captain again on the other hand you know the yankees have kind of had a captain for a couple of years now right yeah you know and you look around the sport and it there's some mega deals being handed out and it's you know there, there's a real special group of guys who command those sort of dollars and those sort of contracts but not everybody gets to be made captain of the new york yankees and you know how steinbrenner doesn't uh you know say there needs to be a captain every year we've gone uh, many years without one at all so it's just it's such a it's such an honor uh to be you know in the same category as guys like Lou Gehrig and Thurman Munson and Ron Guidry, um, Mattingly and Jeter, obviously. And it's something that it was clear really, really means a lot to Aaron Judge. You know, I don't think that was just a, uh, a, a, a response to a question. It was from his heart that it really means something to him to be the captain of the New York Yankees. I think we can just about leave judge there i think one thing i want to put to both of you before we do and again this is <laughs> maybe i'm uh taking an on the fly poll here or something i'm going to work on for my story one thing that i found to be super interesting is think about what we know about aaron judge think about what we know about interviewing aaron judge you know i joked to him after the presser when we were talking one-on-one for a little bit he is a guy who could make hitting 62 home runs into a team feat and talk about all the things that the team had done to make that happen for him. Um, and I mean, I, I, I'm i not even joking when I say that. I think you could see this on his face during the presser. And I, I don't think he's a guy who enjoyed free agency. I don't think he's a guy who enjoyed the idea of this one time in his baseball career thus far when he has to acknowledge that it's all about him. That, you know, this process is just about him. I think that was very uncomfortable for him. I think that, you know, this is a guy who, you know, kind of came face to face with some of the business of baseball in ways that a lot of players don't like to in a way that I think he likes less than most people. And, you know, I I imagine, uh, I imagine it's not just about feeling good that he has that big contract he wants, that he's where he wants to be. I think this guy's pretty happy not to have to do that again. I I agree with all that. I think... (laughs) I was kind of thinking the similar thoughts today, but I was thinking them, John, because I was sitting in the press conference room and looking in front of me and seeing Aaron Judge and Derek Jeter. And what was eerie to me when I thought back on the free agent process, and, and Derek talked about how when he was a free agent, it was many, many years later into his career, 15 or something like that. And obviously he wasn't the the prize, you know, uh, free agent that Aaron Judge is now. But the similarities were weirdly, like, eerie to me. I mean, Derek, almost as if Aaron Judge recorded what Derek said all those years ago and repeated it. He didn't want to leave hearing Hal talk about him not, you know, you're not a free agent. Derek talking about at that time how I'm not a free agent, even though he was a free agent. It says a lot about their commitment to being Yankees for for their careers, and and that is so rare. I just feel I just feel like it's so cool. You know, we were talking about Mattingly before. I grew up watching him. I covered Derek Jeter almost his whole career, and now Aaron Judge. We could go 
like 50, 60, 70, 80 years and never see anything like that after Aaron Judge leaves. I hope that's not the case because you always hope there's another one coming along. But man, with we those did just three draft guys, another six foot eight outfielder last year in the first round or so. They did. Um, <laughs> but, but still, no pressure. No pressure. But those three guys, it's pretty special. To me, it's lasted, you know, a, a whole lifetime for sure. So let's take a real quick break. Uh, so we can give you obviously time to go and subscribe to Yankees Magazine. But we will come back and we're going to talk a little bit about the other present under the tree uh, right now for Yankees fans. That is a certain left-handed pitcher. So stick with us. Hi, this is Aaron Judge. You're listening to the Yankees Magazine Podcast. Hi, this is Aaron Boone. You're listening to the Yankees Magazine Podcast. Welcome back to the Yankees Magazine Podcast. Thank you so much for taking that time to call 800-GO-YANKS and subscribe and lock in your two free tickets for the 2023 season. Maybe that night that you show up with your best friend or your daughter or your wife or your son, maybe you're going to be seeing Carlos Rodon pitch. And guys, it's easy to get, you know, to to look at that Aaron Judge deal and and put the biggest checkmark in the box for an offseason well done. The reality is both in terms of certainly re-signing Anthony Rizzo and, you know, as big as it is, re-signing Aaron Judge, not signing Aaron Judge. That was bringing back in a lot of ways the same team that Yankees fans had seen over the past year. You got you to gotta add, too. And I think they got the best left-handed pitcher on the market. And I, I think that, you know, he's a guy who, you know, I haven't watched pitch that much in Carlos Rodon, but I've certainly read about. I've certainly followed. I certainly, you know, saw him throw that no-hitter mm-hmm. a couple of years ago. This is a pretty exciting addition. I, I agree with you. And, you know, um, as you guys know, the thing I do the most uh, – during the month of December, besides, according to John, take days off, but uh, write bios. Um, you know, you start writing all the pitcher bios, and, you know, the stat that I always kind of key in on, especially now, is not wins or losses because you know how guys come out of games early and stay late at times when they're winning and losing, and, you know, it's just such a such an interchangeable stat, but the the stat that I go to first when writing any pitcher bio, any pitcher's bio, is their ERA. This guy's got some seriously low ERAs over the last couple of years. I mean, we're talking in the twos consistently, and when you look at other pitchers throughout the game and even on this team, that's a rarity, and that's pretty spe- spectacular. So I'll put myself down to write his bio, Nathan. There you go. I think one, one last thing for us. Yeah. <laughs> You know, you probably uh, end up talking about his Ks per nine, too, because yeah. those were uh, pretty astounding as well. Almost 12 strikeouts per nine last year, I think. I mean, look, when you could go out and get the guy who every team looks at as being probably the best free agent starting pitcher on the market, uh, or at least one of them up there, uh, that's super exciting. And so, yeah, I think he's going to be a, a good fit. I've heard people talk about his uh, competitive nature and and. You know, apparently he's a, a pretty fiery dude, which I think uh, should him and Garrett Cole should become uh, fast friends. And um, yeah, looking forward to seeing him pitch here in the Bronx this year. I always appreciate people's journey in Major League Baseball because you never know the road it's going to take. And I know you've been through a lot within your career. You've dealt with adversity already in your career and have turned into I think what a lot of people expected when you were coming out of NC State these last couple of years, and that's a dominant ace pitcher 
that we can't wait to add to what we feel like has a chance to be a really special starting rotation. One of the truly important things about any any addition to a team, obviously, but certainly when it comes to starting pitching, is the starting rotation is obviously five individuals, but it's also a unit of five people. And when you add a pitcher like Carlos Rodon, what you're also doing, and, and let's, so let's you know say, forget about injuries, forget about anything that can happen during spring training, let's slot him in as the Yankees' number two starter right now. So let's look, maybe unfair, whatever, let's look to the postseason. Carlos Rodon is now your game two pitcher. Well, that means your game three pitcher just got a little better. Because maybe your game three pitcher is Luis Severino. Maybe your game three pitcher is Nestor Cortez. Maybe it's Frankie Montas. Okay? These are guys who last year you were talking about as your number two pitcher. And every single thing you do like that, you know, that makes Garrett Cole a better pitcher because there's less preciousness maybe of every Garrett Cole start. That probably makes Nestor Cortez a better pitcher. All these things, there's such a value to, to treating your starting staff as a unit in this regard. We're excited to add him to the mix of what we already feel is a really formidable rotation with with Cole and, and Nestor Cortez and Severino and and now, you know, with Frankie Montas, who we acquired last summer, that we hadn't had a chance to see the real deal yet from him. Um, so we look forward to him joining this mix of really highly competitive players. The best starting rotations that the games can provide are the ones that, uh, when you have obviously a deep, talented staff, that every day, yesterday's starter hands the ball off and the competitive spirit to his teammate and says, now top that. And uh, if you can get a collection of talented uh, pitchers that have that type of capability and makeup, um, that's when really uh, some magical things have a chance to happening. Yeah, I, th- I think our rotation is really deep. When we look at the back end of Frankie Montas, I had a pleasure of playing with Frankie in the White Sox, Ox, uh, the White Sox organization. Um, very, very hard worker and a good person. So I, I think if we look at the rotation from top to bottom, obviously Garrett anchoring it, we got a lot of good arms in the, the mix and match with me and Nestor. You know, he could throw in two lefties in there and break up the righties. I think uh, it, it's very good. Nate, I mean, I may, maybe you can quibble a little bit with whether he was the most in-demand starting pitcher on the market this year. But I think is, and I don't mean this in any kind of negative way, I think he was the safest. You know, he's not... 39 years old. Yeah, he's, he's not, not 39 he, years old. He's which not is, coming off yeah. Tommy John surgery. Right. He's not a guy who made his first start last year, even though he was really good, but his first start didn't come until August last year and suddenly signing a five-year deal. You know, this is not a knock when I say Carlos Rodon is safe. I, what I'm saying truly is I look at the six-year deal for him yeah. And I look at that, I'm just like, that's there's value there. That's yeah. that's really that's a guy who projects to something I want to be seeing pitching six years from now. I agree with you. Yeah, and my understanding is that his career numbers against the Houston Astros are pretty solid as well. So uh, I love I love might, hearing that. Might that be relevant? <laughs> yeah, yeah. It, <laughs> keep well, it keep will on be. bringing in guys like that. Yeah, it will be in October for sure, yeah. or, or presumably. Oh, there, there's there's two uh, former Houston Astros, it seems, uh, moving mo- moving to the neighborhood. So I don't know if that's good or bad, if you want to look at it. It's going to be another very intriguing year of baseball in New York City. And, man, I would just wish we didn't have to wait so long to see it come, come to fruition. But isn't it, I mean, God, imagine being Aaron Boone right now, because he... I've mentioned in, in the first segment here, you know, a lot of the emotion during these pressers, and he was not shying away from it. That you know, in those Did he moments, he talked during the press conference. <laughs> <laughs> he, he gave a he gave a little Shakespearean uh, monologue. I that, missed uh, it. <laughs> but you know, there was real concern for him, both on, on a very human level, about this moment, these moments when you know he thought that Judge might have been gone, and 
getting on the phone and realizing he couldn't let it happen without one more phone call to him and everything like that and, and, and all that stuff and kind of walking us through as he's talking about it, you know he's talking he's his manager but he's also kind of his friend and he's also you know I don't want to win a championship yeah but there's like some mentorship there too even if they if obviously they lean on each other but imagine going from that a couple weeks ago to man okay he's back as he said it's like losing everything you own and then having someone <laughs> drop it off at your door the next day because they but man now i got a solid another style starting pitcher too it's it just you know nice little holiday season for that guy today we're excited to welcome another ace to our pitching staff you know what i think about too when you talk about the importance of that unit and everybody in that unit or at least let's say four of the people in that unit being guys who give you a chance to win every single day is the real last really the last dynasty in baseball was that of was the Yankees dynasty late 90s into 2000 and if you if you analyze those teams they didn't lead the league in hitting they didn't have a guy who led the league in home runs or whatever I mean I Bernie Williams won a batting title Derek Jeter was an amazing amazing player on that team but you know so much of what they did in terms of winning four out of five championships had to do with the starting rotation that was you know David Wells and Andy Pettit and then you know Roger Clemens and El Duque and all those guys and it was every single night they didn't win every night but they had a really good chance to win every night I am in no way shape or form comparing this rotation in December to what they had during that dynasty but when you have a guy like Rodon, when you have a guy like Nestor Cortez and Luis Severino behind Garrett Cole, mm, it's it feels good. I mean, it, it gives you a lot of confidence. I'll leave it at that. It just gives you a lot of confidence. I agree. And, you know, there's seemingly pretty good depth right now, too. I'm excited to see what Frankie Montas does this year, because when when he's healthy and going right, I mean, he could be your number two starter as well. So uh, hopefully he can, you know, have a healthy season and, and be a huge contributor and uh i'm with you al you, you you're not gonna you're not gonna win a championship without a solid starting rotation and the way the yankees looks on paper today looks looks pretty darn good it, it, it's a strange week in a sense you know we're talking about someone who we know incredibly well who we get to keep watching we're talking about someone who we don't know well at all and we get to start watching and like you said nate it's one of those really exciting really fun times and man we also gotta wait like you know <laughs> two months before we even see fake games, let alone <laughs> real games. But obviously, I know, I can promise you guys this, that we are going to be here all on the way, getting you ready for it, talking you through it. We got some stuff to still discuss wrapping up a little bit from the past year. We got some stuff to talk about as this roster continues to take shape. But I, I'm going to come and say it. You know, we had some kind of weeks of doing these podcasts when there was just not much we were able to say and kind of trying i'm not like like i said i always thought the judge was going to sign back but you don't know and maybe we're trying to put a nice face on some of the stuff and talk more optimistically talk more positively than maybe some of our fans wanted as they might have told us on facebook and twitter it's really nice to record an episode like this right around the holidays it's done to just be able to say yeah aaron judge is a yankee for the next nine years aaron judge i think we can say is a yankee for life aaron judge is the 16th captain of the new york yankees it's fun to do it it's fun to it's fun to get to say it amazing and you know just from our personal perspective being editors of yankees magazine and working with these players interviewing them in the clubhouse you know asking them for things when you want to do a story and a feature and stuff like that for us i mean how great is it that aaron is coming back i mean he's just 
he's a he's a pleasure you know he's a uh, just so fun to work with and um we we've already made so many great memories with him just over these last six years or whatever and now we get nine more years to continue doing so so on a personal level i just so so excited that he's coming back i feel the same way you know i think about you know sometimes i i think about being uh in my second year as a editor of our publications and um sit in my office in the middle of the winter <laughs> on a on a saturday night when we traded for alex rodriguez and i remember i got a call the next day from a, a friend who who a person who had been, I'd been friends with for a long time, and he's like, "Man, what a great thing this is for you! You got a Rod and Jeter for however long, and you know to be able to publicize them and be able to write about them, man, that that's that's a great job." And he was actually equating that my job actually got better uh, or the value of my job. Well, this is you know this is just like that, but you know hopefully an even brighter thing than you know, what um, transpired over however many years Alex Rodriguez was here, because obviously that, you know, was kind of a, a bumpy road, but there were some great things there too. But boy, I really feel like that today. Um, so hopefully we're all here for, for nine years with him. And obviously, as we talk about this stuff, it's our last episode before the holidays, our last episode before the new year. We do plenty of this stuff around Thanksgiving. But yeah, there, there's a lot of reasons to be thankful for what we get to write about and what we get to do and what we're paid to do and all that stuff. But I know that uh, I know I speak for both of you when I just say to the people who are listening to this, to the people who are reading our magazine, to the people who are taking advantage of our very good deal by subscribing right now and getting two free tickets to a Yankees game for thirty four ninety nine. I couldn't be more happy for you all because of what you got these last two days, and I couldn't be more thankful to you also for um, supporting us in what we are doing here because you know otherwise it's not it's not the same without the yankees fans i don't think that uh the players would be as excited to keep coming here if not for the yankees fans and i know that we would have a lot less to say so to our fans to our readers to our listeners but really also let me say nate to you al to you i wish you happiest of new years happiest of holidays and i i, I think it just everything got a little happier this week and i look forward to what that means for 2023 and beyond right back at both of you guys thank you guys both for you know friendship and professionalism and all the great work and i echo your thoughts john to our readers our subscribers listeners and overall fan base thank you a thousand times over because you guys are you know so many teams and players talk about we have the best fans in the world and all that stuff you know, it's good. We should all think that of our fan base, but I certainly do about ours. No doubt. It's it's been an honor to uh to work on Yankees magazine as long as I have and I couldn't be more excited about what's to come in 2023 and beyond. So, stick with us everybody. These are good days and these uh pretend more good days to come. Thank you all so much for listening. Thank you for supporting us. I hope that if you have not already, you will continue to support us by going to yankees.com/publications or calling 800 go yanks and subscribing to another year. If you do it between now and December 31st, we will throw in two free Yankees tickets. The Yankees tickets just got uh, a little more exciting. Let's, let's put it that way. So I hope you'll take advantage. But uh, thank you so much for reading. You can obviously find our long-form content online at yankees.com slash magazine. Also, we certainly ask that you go 
like, rate, review, tell your friends, subscribe to this podcast and to follow along with all the stuff that we have coming up, the exciting developments we're going to have in this podcast network in the year to come. Certainly follow us on Twitter at Yanks Magazine and like us on Facebook at Yankees Magazine. We can't do this without you. We are thankful for you. We look forward to speaking to you in 2023. In the meantime, thanks for listening and go Yanks. Hey, this is Giancarlo Stan. If you like what you're hearing, why don't you rate and review us? And while you're at it, tell your friends to subscribe. Thanks so much and go Yankees. Okay, picture this. It's Friday afternoon when a thought hits you. I can waste another weekend doing the same old whatever, or I can conquer it. I can hop into my all-new Hyundai Santa Fe and hit the road. Any road, the steeper the better because my all-new Santa Fe is available with H-Track all-wheel drive so I can hit the trail without a worry in the world. Heck, with three rows and best-in-class rear cargo space, I can pack the whole family in with all our gear. We've got available dual wireless charging for our phones so we'll never lose touch with civilization and we won't lose touch with the primordial power of Mother Earth. So which is it? Waste the weekend or do something a little more epic? And conquer it in the all-new Hyundai Santa Fe. Visit HyundaiUSA.com or call 562-314-4603 for more details. Hyundai, there's joy in every journey.